Hey, welcome to the Poe Show, broadcasting live from Zena TV in Los Angeles. This is where we elevate the creative cult. This is where creatives can be seen, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for always watching us. I'm Poe. So on Wednesday, March 8th from 8 to 11 p.m., Create Unleashed, a four-week small group hypnosis at 507 Mission Street, South Pasadena, California. May you share your creative gifts and launch them in the world confidently. Create Unleashed, a recovery and manifestation of your creativity, a four-week weekly group hypnotic journey and coaching. Discover the rich inner world of your subconscious. Could be a little scary, depending on your subconscious. Mine's pretty crazy. This course will help you recover your inner artist's or creative vision, deal with obstacles such as criticism, fear, doubt, and sabotage, and manifest your creativity fearlessly. The cost for the course is $100. Call Diana Briscoe to RSVP at 818-572-5203. Space is limited. And then on March the 10th, 4 to 6 p.m., Harold Ramis Film School Q&A at Second City Hollywood, 6560 Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. The Harold Ramis Film School development team will be holding an open discussion on this year-long program, the only film school in the world, focused entirely on comedy. Educating writers, performers, directors, and filmmakers through the collaborative styles of comedic content creation. Encouraging students to work from the top of their intelligence. Students are exposed to great comedic films, literature, and inspired teachers to help nurture their emotional and intellectual storytelling abilities. They are immersed in comedy, tra comedy training, film history, writing, and film production classes, giving them the context in which to create. Applicants to the program are in the emerging stage of their careers as filmmakers. This program is designed for people with a comedic point of view and a desire to create content. For more info, visit secondcity.com slash Harold Ramis. So check that stuff out if you're interested. Okay, so you ready? Today, it's time to learn about a big idea expressed in the smallest way. An invention that will revolutionize the musical instrument industry. Gear Secure, a newly launched company from Los Angeles, introduced at NAMM 2017, a GPS tracking system for musical instruments that syncs with your mobile device, helping in the instant recovery of lost or stolen gear. Please welcome the company founder of Gear Secure, Adam Mandel. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big, pretty big introduction. Uh, Thank it's you. pretty, Thank well, you. it's worth it. It goes to a good place, right? I like the big idea expressed in the smallest way. That's what we've tried to talk about. Yeah, because that's kind of a big deal. Okay, the big deal in the small package. Okay, but first we're gonna we're gonna kind of set the stage. We're gonna talk about um, this problem that's out there Absolutely. with musical instruments getting ripped off, and it's I would say it's an epidemic. Well, well, it is. One of the things that we cite, and it's on our website as well, is a statistic that's pretty alarming. Alarming. A million instruments each year in the United States alone. We're not even talking internationally. Are stolen. And of that, only 3% are recovered. And there's a lot of reasons for that, um, largely because in the law enforcement community, their resources are just stretched to the max. They're going to take care of violent crimes. They're going to take yeah, exactly. care of you know, significant issues. And as much as we in the music industry are 
you know, in desiring a solution and the ability to, to you know, put up with this problem with stolen instruments, the police force just doesn't have the manpower to deal with it on a daily basis. So um, that's why we put together Gear Secure. Uh, we looked around in the marketplace, and uh, what was surprising to us was that this idea hasn't existed before. Exactly. Okay, let's go to... Um, <laughs> It's really sad. I, I mean, I did not very much research, honestly, to find a lot of information. One of them is these poor musicians, this is how they make their living. Crowdfunding, all these crowdfunding, like, help me, my, my equipment was stolen and I need money to replace it. Um, you can keep going. There's, I mean, there's, there's even more than this, but this is just some of them. Some of them, some of, I mean, I think that girl got, got paid more than... <laughs> more than she asked, but uh, see, help replace her stolen musical equipment. And sometimes it's like the entire thing, like everything, everything gets stolen. Like, well, well, ironically too, um, as the world of instruments has grown and touring musicians have, have also grown simply to earn a living because exactly. the, the musical industry has changed. You can't go out and just, you know, create a record anymore because recordings are, widely distributed on, on, on streaming services. Exactly. So the way they make a living is to go out and tour, as you said. And they've become more vulnerable. Um, and as they've become more vulnerable, thieves have become far more sophisticated. Um, not only are individual instruments stolen, but entire trailers are taken off the back of road vans or they're taken off the back of tour buses, unhitched, and the sophistication goes even further. Not only are the trailers taken away, but the gear is instantly divided, subdivided, and, and basically splayed all over uh, as quickly as possible. It's broken apart. It's kind of like having a chop shop exactly. in a trailer. Exactly. Okay, so <clears throat> then we have, um, I also found, you know, Facebook pages and websites that are where you can record what was stolen. And what was kind of disturbing to me, actually, when I was doing my research on this, is that um, kind of the, yeah, the police's attitude to it? Well, just make sure you, you write down your, your uh, serial number. Serial number. Right. <laughs> that's, all they, that's all they can give you. And don't leave your equipment. That's usually not an option. How you not leave your equipment? Do you have to, what, you take it all with you when you, when you eat or when you stay at a motel? No, but in, in <laughs> some cases, there, there was a band that I was managing for a while that, that had its trailer, and it was pretty interesting what they decided to do. Um, not only did they have a trailer, but they literally created a wire cage on the inside of the trailer oh. so that if the gear was oh. attempted to be taken, the they, they'd have, that thief would have to go through the, the wire cage. But on top of the wire cage, they also bolted a piece of wood every time that they would open and close um, the particular trailer. So there, there's a lot of effort that has to go into this. At the end of the day, the reason we came into being is we were looking for something simple. What could be simple that could aid musicians? Every musician, not just touring musicians, but the average guy that you know, might work in an auto body shop that plays guitar on the weekends, that's put a whole bunch of his hard-earned money into that guitar that he's saved up for yeah. for months and months, right? I mean, there, I, I read there were some, some musicians that that's what they bought is a guitar instead of their first car. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. And some of those musicians, some very, very famous ones, um, uh, right before we went to NAM, where we introduced this, as you uh, said in your introduction, 
some very, very famous musicians were suffering from some, you know, catastrophic losses. And I'm sure you probably have some of that in your research. James Kotick, for instance, yeah. from the Scorpions, had twenty thousand dollars. Well, you can talk. Year, you talk you know. about that. I don't. I don't have. Yeah. Specifics. So, so James Kotick. Uh, and had, that was just at NAMM. Uh, it was before NAMM. It was in December, okay. and, and okay. it seemed as if in December of this year, there was a flurry of activity, yeah. of of major, major uh, losses. Uh, a great bassist lost, I think, thirty thousand dollars worth of equipment, uh, in Northern California. In Southern California, in Orange County. Um, uh, somebody broke into, I, I think it was in Irvine, they broke into a, um, a warehouse or a facility and stole another $30,000 worth of equipment. That got plastered all over Los Angeles area news yeah. um, in, in the pursuit of this. Now, there are some organizations, and there have been for a while now, um, that try to band the music community together. So those serial numbers that you talked about before right. exist yeah. so they can exchange and try and find it. Um, social media has become a, a great repository for um, plastering exactly. information exactly. In, no. in helping to yeah. try and you know track down um, wanton gear that's gone on Craigslist or yeah. gone on to eBay or wherever it is. Craigslist. Yep. 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 Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Craigslist uh, is what that's again. Called. We're 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 about trying to create a simple simple solution. Okay. So it goes to the point. This was crazy to me too. Tax deduction. Like insurance companies are advertising about tax deduction for stolen music. Seriously, for <laughs> stolen music equipment. <laughs> Okay, so that's the extent. So that's the epidemic. This is like a big deal because even you can you could you could get this on your on your insurance policy. But, but you know what? Again, that's some actuarial guy with numbers that's crunching and saying, yeah. "Ah, this is a benefit to the consumer." Those people don't understand musicians because at the end of the day, a musical yeah. instrument is not a tool. It is an extension of the no, artistry no, no, exactly. of the musician. Exactly. But I mean, at least there's. Just to, to talk to the the problem itself is that now this is something that's come up like oh you can deduct this on your taxes your equipment being stolen yeah you know what I mean it's it, just it, how would that even even yeah, come it, about the, the, it's the, obviously the, an issue yeah, now the problem is manifest people are paying attention to it that's good for us in terms of the business that we're trying to create but again the realities are are simply that musicians not only their livelihoods but the emotional connection that they have to their musical instrument is everything. And so um, the device that we've created, it, it's not just about recovery, it's about putting that musician back in touch with whoever it is. I mean, two of the great examples, and again, I'm sure you probably have this in your research, and if I'm leading you ahead, oh, no, I no, apologize. No, 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 go, but go, I wanna hear it. A couple of things, um, we also point out on our website the, the theft of B.B. King's Lucille uh, at yeah, one yeah, point. Yeah. Now, he was fortunate enough to get that back because it's such a high-profile instrument. And it's he like, actually had several like stealing Lucilles. the Mona Lisa and of, of stuffing it under your bed. No, of course. But, <laughs> what do you do then? <laughs> yeah, one of the reasons that, that, that I sort of got involved in all of this and, and had been thinking about it for some time is a couple years ago, um, it, there's a, a great bass player by the name of Willie Bass. Um, and there's also another uh, individual that was here in town uh, that was suffering uh, from a, a, a bout of cancer. Um, and uh, a number of very, very prominent artists, including Steve Vai, did a charity benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, they were at the Wiltern Theater in Los Angeles. And uh, before the show, one of Steve Vai's guitars was taken. And for those of us that are in the music industry that understood what was going on, a social media alert went out via Facebook uh, from one of the guys that was a guitar tech at the show saying, hey, you know, look for this guitar. 
Now, when you think of somebody like Steve Vai, as high profile as he is, here he is, he's doing a charity event. Yeah, it's sickening. A charity event. Somebody takes one of his instruments at a charity event? Come on. Uh, again, he, it was fortunate enough several several weeks later that he was able to recover it, but at the end of the day, it's a problem. No, there was, um, I, f- I found uh, um, information on thefts from churches, from schools, like stealing all of the kids' instruments. Like, Yep, yep. Yeah, that's, that's why we're serious about that right there. I know it's bold and kind of in your face, but that's why, dear thieves... Because um, that's not cool. It's just—it's not cool. No. It's not—it's just not cool in any way. It's—it's—it's it's, it's taking away people's livelihood. Not only that, but also their um, their connection to their their soul as an artist. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So it goes beyond that. Okay, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. <laughs> Okay, a disturbing topic. Ugh. Okay, so um, let's let's go to that photo of some of those terrible people that we want to give the finger to. These people. Okay, these are some of the people that they caught out of 130 arrests in the Houston area. Um, a big um, ring of stealing 
musical instruments. That's what they did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the they kind of preyed on musicians that were going there because it's a big place to go and and tour and play and. Um, absolutely, as I was talking about in the earlier segment. Thieves have become a lot more sophisticated, and this particular ring of thieves in the Houston area not only went about stealing the instruments and targeting musicians that were coming in, but they would actually look at tours. They would identify the types of tours that were coming in. They would identify the types of vehicles that those musicians were traveling with, identify exactly where they were going to be staying in their tour routes, um, and then in a very sophisticated way, break off the trailers from the back of the buses or the vans, and as I said, distribute very quickly in a chop shop sort of mentality uh, the instruments in a lot of different ways. So this was, um, the 130 were arrested in Houston, music gear theft ring. June 2016, so that wasn't even very long ago, a massive theft bust which involved an organization trading heavily in the sale of mus musicians' instruments, termed Operation Wheels and Deals. Um, and there were actually the arrests. This was, this, it was kind of a big deal because the arrests were, I mean, they, they joined forces as far as the police, Houston Police Department, um, the nearby Baytown and Pasadena Police Departments, and Homeland Security agents assisted in this ring of music theft gear. Yeah, if you get Homeland Crazy. Security involved, it's, <laughs> I mean, that's it's kind deal, of a pretty right? big issue, right? Uh, that's, that's what's going on. So, um, okay, months of investigation centering on the criminal operation, which used stolen instruments as one of its main sources of income. So this ring, this, this was, they preyed on these people. A vast operation is what it was called. They started investigating this actually in April 2015. So yeah, it took over a year for them to, to bring them down. Okay, so um, these crimes became notorious in the, in the music community after a number of publicized thefts. Okay, so one of these was a folk group called the Black Lilies, which played at the Grand Ole, Grand Ole Opry and all kinds of things. There they are. Pretty prominent band. Um, and Okay, so their story is pretty crazy. So they had just done a gig and they were parked right outside of a Quality Inn near Houston Airport. And in broad daylight near the, um, the check-in, and that was at 2.30 a.m., 2.30 a.m. January 25th. So this was, yeah, this was a new thing, mm -hmm. January 25th. So this must be, well, maybe part of the one you were talking about. So they came out at 6 a.m., and the van, the trailer, everything was gone. They, and they got it on the cameras. They got it on the cameras. It took like two minutes for them to, or less, to actually get, get in the car and drive away the entire, everything, everything that they had. They had everything in there. They had, um, there's actually a big list of it on their website, which I had on here, but I guess it's not there. But you can, you can find it actually. Um, but of course they didn't have a tracking device. So the, the band's instruments, gear, merchandise, CDs, vinyl, and much of their clothing inside. So they were basically left stranded with nothing except what they had in their room. Right. All of their instruments gone, parked in a well-lit uh, area directly in front of, in, in front of the, in view of the front desk. 
under a minute. It says, actually, um, they drove the entire rig out of the lot in under a minute and a half based on security camera footage. An estimated $70,000 of instrument, merchandise, and gear were inside the trailer. Plus, plus, that's not even, even including the, the van, which actually the van, I think the van and the trailer, they said combined was like 30000 But everything else, like 70000 so they lost $100,000 worth of everything, like everything. Um, so, yeah, serial numbers they actually have somewhere. Um, well, and, and the hard oh, thing the about... the van was recovered. Okay. Nothing else. Um, trailer and its contents are still missing. The, the hard thing about this is... As we've talked about before, those instruments could be replaced, you know, but, it, it, but it's not the question of replacing it because that band crafted a unique sound based on those instruments, exactly. their knowledge, their familiarity uh, of it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's not a tool, as I said before in the earlier segment, is really an extension of the artistry. So for that particular band to continue on its tour would be exceedingly difficult. Ironically, these stories you could put up time and time again. There are, there are hundreds and thousands of these stories. Some of the most tragic that I've heard of, uh, when we were at NAM and we introduced ourselves this year in January, somebody actually came up to me and told me a, a story that not only was you know, troubling, it was actually tragic. One band had a similar fate. All of their gear was taken. Yeah. But not only were they forced off the road, the band became so disenfranchised yeah. Yeah that they broke up as a band uh, and never played again, uh, ever, ever, ever again. The emotional connection, the loss of instruments, uh, goes far beyond the replacement value. This is sad, but there's a little comedy in it too. Zane Williams, a country western um, singer, he got his stuff stolen and he wrote a song about it before, actually, it was recovered um, to the thief itself. So can we, can we check that out? It's really great. Stole my van and trailer, first of all. I'm flattered you like my CDs so much you just had to take them all. And I understand good country music. These days is hard to find. There are a few things we'd like back, if you don't mind. Back bench, there's a fiddle in that case. It's a hundred years old and one of a kind and impossible to replace. You were probably planning on taking lessons, and that's a real good thing to do. But it's a lot of work. Somehow I don't think that's you. We can make it easy, you can bring it back to our next show. We'd all love to meet you, if you think that you can make it, let us know. And there's a few other things in there that you won't need. That guitar will just frustrate you, make your fingers bleed. If you crank that amp up too loud, You'll drive the neighbors crazy You don't want them thinking that you're <clears throat> No good and lazy 
Now there are quite a few things you left with us. Talent and dedication and a reputation people trust. The goodwill of folks everywhere who love the way the music makes them feel. Those are things you can never have because those are things that you can't steal. Okay. Yeah, you can see on his, on his, um, on his, the, the expression on his face, he's just like frustrated. I think I'm like in the whole room. Okay. Um, so a Texas country singer-songwriter, um, he stopped to eat. I have an echo. Um, he stopped to eat and, um, this is where they took, they took his whole, his whole thing, his truck trailer, uh, and all the equipment in it. So he was able to recover all of the equipment thanks to a tracking device that he placed in the trailer. He followed the thieves on his phone and let the police do the rest. They arrested two suspects and recovered all of William's gear except the old fiddle. And so that's one of the things, if it's, if it's actually embedded in the instrument, he would have got that back. Yep. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We're going to show you this amazingly huge invention. When In a we small come back. package. In a small package. drums Christopher hey how y'all doing if you know me you know me if you don't you don't need to passion yeah. is created by the merging of the positive and negative forces an unstoppable force meets an immovable object that's what it is right there he's me holding a guitar and he goes hey you play and I go yeah he goes I sing and he I'm not afraid of dying and I don't really care. And I went, holy fucking shit, we got a jam. I've been singing as long as I can talk. Uh, yeah. Bluesy. Yeah, Love well, me. yeah, I, I owe that to Mississippi. Bad Boy Boogie. Yeah. It's a trademark of paid sound. Tell us all of your secrets. Well, back in the day, there used oh, to be boy. this little... Is this going to be a long story? Is the album out? I don't know. I'm just going to go in the studio for a show. Okay, get... Can you get your shit together sooner than later? <laughs> your music gets you off, is that what you were just saying? Yes. You know, we get off playing with each other. Dude, crazy, <laughs> please. You're just going with eargasm. You have to go, oh, we love playing with each other. Big, huge, giant, encompassing factor that is almost like oh boy. eclipsing Here we go. the universe. <laughs> but Okay, we gotta go now. It's just good rock and roll. 
Long Beach Opera presents The Perfect American by Philip Glass, American premiere at the Long Beach Terrace Theater, 300 East Ocean Boulevard, Long Beach, California. Music by Philip Glass, libretto by Rudy Wurlitzer, a fictionalized account of Walt Disney's final days. He is haunted by his own mortality and boundless ambition. There's more to this icon than simply making dreams come true. With appearances by Abraham Lincoln, that's incredible, Andy Warhol, and Disney's family. This whirlwind contemporary opera is a poetic and tragic story of the American dream. Two performances only. Tickets $49 $250. For tickets, visit bit.ly dash, no, slash, L-B-O-P-A, L-B-O-P-A, Long Beach Opera. So check that stuff out. That kind of sounds a little depressing, but I bet it's great. I have not been to the Long Beach Opera, but I think it's a must do. Okay, so now we need to check out this this huge innovative um, idea that has been launched. So let's check out some some product images and see what it looks like. This big <laughs> innovation. My, hand. my lovely hand, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a lovely hand. Okay, so um, oh, and that's actually, yeah. You can you can you can talk while she's oh, showing uh, this. Okay. So that's uh, actually where uh, an an option of where you can put this device. Yeah, and if you could just hold there, let me let me sort of explain how we're different functionally from everything else. The, the first thing that we like to tell people is when it comes down to it, we consider ourselves people that are in the electricity business. Uh. And what I mean by that is the only time that anybody cares about electricity. Yeah is when you flip the switch, does the light bulb work? If it doesn't work, you're in trouble. And likewise with this device. If we create a product and put it out into the marketplace, the only time you care about it is when, like we just saw in the last segment, somebody takes your gear, can I flip it on and make sure that I'm able to track it? So we have to make sure that that works not only once, but every, every single time. time, times the millions of opportunities there are for theft to take place. Or or even people grabbing the wrong gear. I know that happens yeah. a lot, that, too. That, there's that gear mix up. There's, and, and that actually yeah. happened. Uh, my son's in a band. That actually happened to him. It wasn't a, a you know a purposeful thing. Somebody just grabbed the wrong guitar or case. Or you leave and, it. You leave yeah. something. It was at a gig, and they, they, they yeah. wound up doing that. So uh, what we've looked at is there are two solutions that are really in the marketplace today. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of tracking devices that people can get. Just like in your last segment, uh, somebody had a tracking yeah. device. There are what we call overt devices, those that you can see, and covert devices, which is what field we're in. The overt devices are things like tile that you can go to a Best Buy and purchase today. Literally, you can go and buy it. It's a device that you can oftentimes stick on your keys. You can stick in a place that you can see, and it will track just fine things in terms of a GPS sensibility. Right. But to create a solution that we're talking about that can positively affect the musical instrument industry and musicians themselves, we really looked at creating what we call a covert solution, something that's hidden, something that's embedded, so that quite frankly, nobody knows that it's there. Now, to make something truly covert, you have to not know where it's going to be, and it, not, it needs to not be in a place of regularity. It needs to be yeah. irregularly placed in lots of different places. So one of the things that we were just showing a moment ago was a picture of um, uh, one of the placements that we recommend. Um, now, 
before musicians get all, you know, scared of this, I don't want to cut my instrument apart. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. In this picture, you can see a uh, headstock of a guitar depicted. This is really meant for how we're going to market. We are working with manufacturers of instruments, and they are embedding our device at the point of manufacture. Yeah, this is not just an aftermarket kind of yeah. idea. And we'll explain in a few minutes how an individual musician can get our particular device. But when you purchase a guitar in the future, the near future, at Guitar Center, you'll be able to pick it up, and it will already be there. Yeah. In fact, you won't even know where it is. And if you don't know where it is, a thief isn't going to know where it is. And if it's put in a place like the headstock underneath the fretboard, between a truss rod, truss rod so rather, and the fretboard, you'd literally have to rip it apart to mm -hmm. find it. So A, if you don't know it exists, B, you don't know where to find it, and C, you have to go through extreme difficulty, that creates an opportunity for us to better protect that instrument. So um, it, it's sort of like if you look at what Apple's done with find my, you know, find my iPad yeah, yeah. or find my you know, Apple computer, um, thieves know not to take laptops anymore because they know they can be tracked or they can be shut down or they can be whatever. Yeah. It's the same sort of idea that we're trying to do with musical instruments. Now, for us, it's not just about guitars, even though that's what was depicted in the picture. Mm -hmm. It's about every type of musical instrument. And at NAM, we showed this device on wind instruments like trumpets, hidden in a very unique place. Let's let's go to that video and we'll check that out and then we'll we'll talk about yeah because sure. there's many instruments that are in there. Um, the NAM video it's actually cut 22.
Okay, so that was NAM 2017 when this thing was launched. And um, as you can see, it, it, it can go in, in brass instruments, in in anything, basically, in gear, amps, whatever, whatever's yep. a value. Yep. Or, yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we have it in two forms. We have a, a very super small microscopic form that goes into wind instruments, uh, and then we also have a very flexible form that we've shown in in with the guitar that allows it to be embedded oh. in a variety of different uh, elements. Again, it's designed to be covert, hidden, so mm -hmm. nobody knows where it is. The irregularity helps the security exactly. because we want to make it difficult for thieves to even know that it exists. Okay, so so if you have one of these in your uh, in your instrument, then how, how is it tracked? How do you well, how do you keep track of it? Yeah, it, it, as you saw from the slides that were occurring on the on the, the tape that was rolling there for a second, it syncs up with your mobile device. Um, for the consumer, it's a very simple element. What they do is when they purchase their instrument, they will know that it has gear secure in it. They will take. You can their, go to those the, the phone app so people can. They of. will take their mobile device um, and their computer or however they want to do it. You basically have to do some instant registration. Now, the cool thing that we've done is in that device on the instrument itself, we've already embedded it with basic information about that particular instrument, the model, oh, yeah, the yeah. make, okay. all of the, the in individual information that would be uh, able to help identify it. Then you as a consumer oh, okay. simply add the serial number for that particular. And then you just sync it up. Yeah, and then you take your phone, you literally swipe it over the, over the instrument, and wow. it automatically syncs up that instrument Isn't that specifically so cool? to gosh, you as an yeah. individual. So you as an individual have your own. It's like AirDrop. Yeah, but <laughs> you, the important factor for your viewers to understand is that each individual will have their own unique sync to their particular instrument. Now, the great thing is you can actually have multiple instruments yeah, synced up to just one. you. Um, and if you want to sell it at some point, you can transfer those rights over and have a whole transfer process that takes place. But it's a one-to-one -one communication. What makes us different is a lot of those devices, like I talked about Tile before, will be a one-way type of communication. We actually have a two-way type of communication. So it allows you to marry up with your instrument and your instrument to marry up to you. Aww. That's so sweet. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> because it is, it's a very personal thing. And so once it's synced up, you set what's called a perimeter fence. In, in tech terms, it's called geofencing. And your uh, mobile device. for the dog. Exactly. Your mobile device basically says, I don't want my instrument to go outside of 20 feet, 100 feet, whatever you set, 150 feet. So if you're a touring musician, you're on stage, you know that your backline equipment is going to go someplace, you want 150 feet. If it goes outside that 150 feet, what happens is an alert is sent to your phone that says something's happened here. And then you need to tell us, because we have an operations center, you need to tell us, yes, actually something did happen, or you just loaned it to a friend, or whatever the deal is. Um, once that happens, the tracking begins. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We'll wrap all this up in a nice little tiny package in your instrument.
Okay, so Adam, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> well, b before the break, I was describing that um, an individual's mobile phone will sync up with this particular device. Um, and the beauty of it is it's two-way communication. It's you to your device and the device to you. And to your equipment. Exactly. It's, a, it's about that marriage that should go on forever yes. and never be divorced. But it's, if there is a divorce, yeah. you can transfer it over it's to, true a new, love. To, a, yeah, to a new to a new person. Um, what makes us different besides being embedded technology is that form of communication. Um, and and uh, we talk about the fact that it's patented technology, and it is patented technology um, in a very, very unique way. We're, we're excited. In a few weeks, we will hopefully be making a pretty major announcement that will, and I talked about being in the electricity business before, yeah. so I'm going to continue the metaphor. The okay. light bulb will really go off for a lot of people once they, they understand the announcement ah. that we're going to make. Yes, yes, the light bulb will really, truly go off in a much bigger and, and broader way. But um, doing this uh, business means that you know we have to be correct and accurate every single day, every single moment. Um, and so it requires a lot of integration. It requires a lot of testing. So the way that we're actually going into the mm -hmm. marketplace is different. Unlike Tile, or there's a couple of other companies, Tracker R, another one called Ping, that's out in the marketplace that simply has devices that you can put on something. Right. Um, to be embedded means that you have to test it and make sure that it can work in a variety of different solutions. So we're actually rolling out into the market in three different phases. Our first phase is we're working with backline companies. Right. And for those people that are touring musicians out in the world out there, they understand what a backline company is. It's a rental company that provides all of the gear oh, that goes yeah. into a venue. Um, those companies have every type of instrument usually, every type of equipment that would go to a venue, and, and they're delivered on behalf of musicians. They have thousands and thousands of pieces And they're of very vulnerable. Correct. Not only just vulnerable, but because of the large inventory that they exactly. carry, their stuff oftentimes Keeping is left track of someplace. Exactly. So uh, we're working with several large companies to install our device to truly field test it, to, to make sure that on literally hundreds of thousands of pieces that it's going to work every single time. That's the first phase of what we do. The second phase is we're currently working with some original equipment manufacturers to develop the installation process for this to be rolled out by the end of the year. So this will start to appear at Guitar Center, Guitar Center. and on Musician's Friend and lots of other places where general consumers start to purchase musical instruments. And then the third phase, the one that I get asked a lot about, the one that I get significant inquiries that are often backlogged on our website about are how do I get it for my own individual gear? I'm a musician. I have... Right. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. hundreds of thousands of exactly. dollars worth of vintage gear. How do exactly, I put it on? Exactly, like the 100-year-old fiddle. Right. So what, what happens in that case is this is not just a sticker that you peel off and you hide someplace. If, if it's it was an operation. Yeah. If, if you just did that, it's worth we, it. we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be worth our weight in gold at all. So um, what we are putting together is what we call a certified installer network. And oh, yeah. uh, the analogy I use is when you go to Best Buy and you purchase a computer, you can purchase a computer at Best Buy, but if you need to upgrade something yeah. or change something out, what do you do? You go to Geek Squad, yeah. right? Because they know their Our certified shit. installer network, <laughs> yeah, our certified installer network is sort of our Geek Squad uh, uh, of the universe. And to put that... <laughs> Geek Squad 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and, and it is, um, it takes time to put that together, to make sure that all those guys know exactly what, what works, doing, yeah. how it gets installed. Um, we have to, you know, verify that it's actually accurate, that it's installed correctly. You know, we don't want the thing, you know, stuck on a guitar and the guitar, you know, stuck in a bed of water. What, whatever it is that possibly could produce a failure, it has to go through a certification right. process. So those are the three phases of, of what we're doing in the market to make that covert portion of what I talked about earlier yes. actually happen. And at the end of the day, very, very soon, but in a controlled way so that it works every time. So that like it works every time. Exactly, like electricity. This is soon going to be available. So what we've talked about on our website and what we often talk about as a business is we are not in business to create a tag. We are not in business to create a tracker. We are in business to create a standard. Yes. And when you create a standard, that's a whole different process. So it may take us a little bit longer to get out there. And trust me, I've got... Lots of people wanting this right right now. Yeah, yeah. We would rather take our time and get it right so that the standard is created. So there's a trust factor that when people know yeah. they're dealing with gear secure, they don't. They take, understand they don't, yeah. that it is something that's going to work every single time. I love it. Isn't it great? Okay, so um, what do you even know about the music industry? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of fortunate enough to be involved in many facets of this wonderful wild world of live music in particular. Live music. Um, my other life, I have several lives here, is I'm also one of the producers of a long-running show called Ultimate Jam Night, which is now at the what? Whiskey. Yeah, Ultimate Jam Night. I'm sure you've talked about it on several occasions. <laughs> Um, I've worked with bands for a long time, individual bands, managing uh, artists, managing individuals. Uh, so you've seen a lot stuff. of this firsthand. Well, in absolutely, the absolutely. Like, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, my role of, of Ultimate Jam Night is really sort of running around and trying to make the show. I know, work. I see you running around. Yeah, every single week. I mean, literally running around. So, um, oftentimes we'll, we'll hear about the stories that that have you know transpired in that particular week. Uh, from people that have been on the road. And a lot of people have had gear taken, and a lot of people have had to deal with lots of problems. And, um, you know, I was, I was saying to you during the, during the break that the reason that I think that I exist is to try and be in business to help musicians' lives be easier. That, that's it. Uh, you know, simply trying to make musicians' lives better and make their lives easier. Because it's difficult to be a yeah. musician. It really yeah. is. So whether it's Gear Secure or Ultimate Jam Night or any other things that we're working with as an offshoot of Ultimate Jam Night, all of those things are, are, are really purely from the heart and with the idea of making a musician's life better. Let's take a peek at Ultimate Jam Night. We have a video. You have to go all the way back to Cut 15. Let's check it out. Oh, you guys already know, but let's check it out again. An immersive rock and roll show, Ultimate Jam Night, which everybody needs to go to every single Tuesday at the Whiskey A Go Go. Chuck Wright! How did the Ultimate Jam Night come about? Um, was that your brainchild? Yes, it was. Uh, what it, were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I created a monster. about a social gathering that's what this is about it's about rebuilding the community of musicians again because you know all the clubs are closing the DJs have taken over you know and DJs can't jam I actually have a killer house band 
uh, with Matt Starr. Well, yeah, you do. Well, Matt Starr from Mr. Big, who helps mm -hmm. organize the thing, and Mitch Perry from Edgar Winter Group, and uh, we just brought on Walter Eno from Survivor, um, and having Paul Z sing it. We put other players with us, but we also put combinations of players mm -hmm. that have never played together before, like Nuno Betancourt from Extreme and Billy Sheehan from so Mr. Cool. Big have never played together before, and they're up there just shredding off of each other. We moved over to the Whiskey A Go Go, um, legendary venue, the only one in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, where I cut my teeth in Hollywood myself, playing there. I was the guy putting up the, the posters for the shows on all the poles when you drive up Lower Canyon when I was a kid. Yeah, I started here. The concept for this jam night was beyond just having the best musicians in LA play. I wanted to create a rock and roll circus. Organizing 40 to 70 musicians a week and I'm losing my mind. Rockstar, that. Yeah. Gear secure. Um, people want to know how much this is. We're get it, the phone's ringing off the hook here. <laughs> Can you give yeah. these people more yeah. information? How well, can they get this? Well, first of all, you can find out more about us. If I moved, you'd see the website Gear somewhere Secure down there. GearSecureMusic.com. GearSecureMusic.com. But uh, the pricing on this is we've, we've created it to be affordable for every musician. So the price will be nineteen ninety five a year. Not a month, a, a year. year. nineteen ninety five a year. If you went to insure something, you were talking about insurance earlier, the cheapest that we've found insurance is about 59 bucks or so. Yeah. So we've tried to make it very, very price sensitive uh, so that it is But also, and, and that's works. just, that's to, re right, well, and then you just get it, you just get uh, the replacement value for that, right? But yeah, not the yeah, sentimental you, value if you don't get it back. Whatever your deductible <laughs> would be. Yeah. So we're not in the insurance business, but yeah. we've tried to create something that will lower insurance costs at the end of the day and at the same point um, be affordable for uh, the end users. So, yeah, GearSecureMusic.com. Just keep watching that website. Watch our Facebook page, which is Facebook.com uh, slash GearSecure uh, Music. And, um, you know, watch social media, and you'll be able to, to, to get up on all of that stuff. And you guys have something new, Break at the Beach. Yeah, well, Ultimate Jam Night. Yeah, uh, Ultimate Jam Night, which is in our 99th edition this week, and next week is our 100th show. Our Crazy. 100th show after three years we've been doing this. Um, we have, again, in our efforts to uh, be friendly to musicians and to help the music community, we've launched something at a very cool little venue out in Venice. Very cool. Uh, run by a woman by the name of Noelle Kim. Um, and uh, it's called the Venice Beach Bar. And once a month, we're doing something called Break at the Beach. What Break at the Beach is, is it invites um, new emerging bands to submit their information directly to us. They can go to info at, uh, I think it's Break at the Beach. Uh, mm, break at the Beach. Minute. There it is. Break at the Beach at uh, gmail.com. And they can submit uh, their band. We select each month three bands to compete 
for a spot to open Ultimate Jam Ultimate Night. Jam. And uh, as we're talking on Zena.tv, um, that opener gets streaming broadcast, live. streamed live on Zena.tv um, each month. And so uh, we're trying to give new musicians and new bands a chance to get their big break. One of the things that we've done, we think, successfully at Ultimate Jam Night is to create a community, a community yes. of artists that talk to each other, um, that ultimately at the end of the day, lots of musical activities and shows and new artists get together and new bands emerge. So this is one extra way of extending that activity into the real world. And, and it's working. It's, and it's really, so really beautiful. hard for you know new bands to, to get a break. No, no. It's so we're really trying to give it. Feeling, yeah. So we had our first one at the Venice Beach Bar uh, just a couple weeks ago. Went very, very well. Um, a young band uh, called We're No Gentlemen yeah, yeah. has uh, just emerged as our first winner. They will be up in a couple weeks at Ultimate Jam Night. Um, and so we're looking for the next band. So submit your material to our uh, Gmail address, and uh, we'd love to have you perform at Ultimate Jam Night. Okay, so GearSecureMusic.com. Yes, GearSecureMusic.com. Ultimate Jam Night on Facebook. Is there a, uh, there is is there a, a website? There is an UltimateJamNight.com right? as well. You can go to UltimateJamNight.com okay. to see information about our shows and the people that have performed and all of that stuff. And all of that stuff. Uh, and to check out anybody who's been on the show or is going to be on the show, go to wetpuzzlepiece.com. The archives of this show will be on there probably tonight. So check that out if you want to watch it again, if you missed some information on Gear Secure. And um, keep your eye out for this amazing little device that's changing the musical instrument industry. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Paul. Ciao for now.